is the Sweetie Darling Podcast with your hosts, Ryan Cloutier and Peter J. Lewis. Welcome to the number one LGBTQ podcast covering culture, crap, and current events. What the fuck is happening? Joe Biden won the debate? No, Donald Trump won the debate. Nazis like Italian eateries, and Peter is a gay aunt. Oh, sweetie, hi. Hi, darling. It's a uh, Tuesday night. Debate night. So I watched 30 seconds of the debate. Did you? I did. I, I watched about that yeah. much, too. Oh, it was just, tr- I was going to say George Bush. Wait, he's not the president. What's his name? Donald Trump, that guy. Just being an asshole. Like, just being a bully. And Joe Biden's sitting there trying to explain his really built toast, stupid, awful policies. And and Donald Trump sitting there being like, you're trying to be Bernie Sanders. You're all like left socialist. And it's like, if only. Right. And Joe Biden be like, no, I'm like totally like almost a Republican, man. Like, shut up. <laughs> Stop yelling at me. He did tell him to like, shut up. This is... He did tell him to shut up. And uh, we've reached rock bottom in American democracy. There we go. Right. This is where we're at. Well, okay. Well, you just summed it up all in a nutshell. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely for me triggering. I think Trump being a bully is just so just what it is. It just is what it is. It it's just, it's like those people that need to get the last word in. It you is know? like those people that need to get the last word in. The last word in. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we do that, but yeah, exactly. He wants to get the last word in. He wants to have. Listen, Trump is anything, but he's not unmedia savvy or unsavvy in the way of what people latch on to. So he wants to get that soundbite out that can be run and rerun in ads. He wants to get Joe Biden right. to say something stupid so that he can run that in ads too. Oh, so he knows how to play the game. He's trying. And if you watch it. the debates with Hillary Clinton, it was the same way. You know, Trump kind of being a bully and Trump being in, you know, and everyone's like, people take this guy seriously. And uh, you can look at it tonight and be like, that Joe Biden's obviously going to win. You know how it turned out. So I just don't know. And um, I'm really sick of Donald Trump and his grift and his just like chaotic thing. I'm not a fan of Joe Biden. And you know that. I just hope Joe Biden wins by like one vote. Just so it's not like a big mandate on like radical centrism. But it's just like, I don't have to deal with people complaining about Trump anymore. Because you think that, yeah, I hope he wins by a landslide and I don't care that it's about centrism, but I understand what you're saying. I hope he wins and I hope it's by a big hey, majority, but I think it will be, I think it will be. We're a in big, the same ultimate boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I think that if, if he does win, I hope it is a mandate to change some of the things that we already have or to keep some of the things that we already have in place and hopefully build on those towards maybe not the center, but building on something greater than, I don't, but I don't know if that's going to happen. You know what I mean? It's getting a little hopeless feeling, and I don't like that. And I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, well, I mean, I mean for I, all of whatever Obama did or didn't do, I never felt this desperately hopeless. George W. never felt this desperately hopeless. You know, it's just been like a crazy, I think it's just the combination of the year of COVID, wildfires, losing jobs, throwing out backs, parents being unable to see loved ones. It's just all conglomerating into this kind of cacophony of 
bullshit that makes yeah, me want to throw it's my- It's a mountain of crap. And I want to throw uh, myself out the window sometimes, and I'm not going to. Don't worry. And I think a lot of people think this, and a lot of people think the opposite. But I think the Democratic Party is going after Republican voters, is going towards the right. You know, Joe Biden's not at all Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or any candidate who proposed Medicare for all, which is- a thing that I really do care about, I think we really need as a country. He runs from that. He's like, I would veto that. He's, you know, so I think a Biden landslide would reinforce like, oh, people don't want Medicare for all. People don't want to change like the just the criminal justice system. People don't want to change the oligarchy or the like influence of money in politics or wealth inequality and all these things that leftists and progressives and a lot of Democrats feel strongly about. I think if if Joe Biden wins by a landslide, it'll be a mandate on those the opposite of those things. I think if he wins by a little bit, it'll just be like, well, that's just because Trump is so terrible that Joe Biden won by default. And maybe let's like look at building the what's the umbrella you call it, you know, like the big you have to let the big tent, the big tent. And you have to let people on the left into this tent, too, if you want to survive as a political party, Absolutely. you know, against someone that's not Donald J. Trump. And then on the other hand, Donald Trump might win because everything in this country is fucked up, apparently. And who knows? Yeah. So that tent does does need to bring in those lefties and it needs to bring in some of the moderates. And I think I just don't know that, like, Trump's taxes were released this week and does anybody think that's really going to affect somebody that wasn't already not going to vote for him? You know what I mean? Like, like it's not, it's not going, it's not the biggest indicator of right now. It's just preaching to whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. Right. And I did a satire piece like months ago that was satiring the media because every time like something happened with Trump, it was like, Oh, the walls are closing in. It's the end of Trump. And they're pushing towards this impeachment, you know, that was only this year, <laughs> earlier this year, uh, which seems like decades ago. Right. But, you know, the media is always, or at least MSNBC, CNN, kind of the liberal media, I guess. You know, they've just been running on the story like, oh, he's not going to survive a term. He's going to get impeached. He's going to resign. Something's going to happen. He's going to be indicted. He's going to end up in jail. And every time they say that, it's like just... It doesn't happen, you know? So when it's like, oh, Trump's taxes came out. This is it. You know, no one's going to vote for Trump now because of these taxes. It's like, you've been saying the same thing for four years. And tr- and when you look at the metrics, when you look at Trump's approval rating, you know, like, historically, it's not that terrible, you know? and It's like, lower than does most, he, yeah? I don't remember. Lower than most, but I mean, there's... Who's, uh, who's been Obama's lower? Obama's was pretty low around this time, um... Before you the 2008, so, 10, 20, 12, 12? 20, 30, 11, I think 11, 12. 11, 11, 11, 11. Who knows? He won in 2008, 2012. I don't remember his <laughs> approval rating being too low before when he went against Mitt Romney. But I could be wrong. Yeah. And then Warren Gunnels, right? He just tweets, yeah. tonight would be a good night to legalize marijuana. It's one of those things Joe Biden could just be like, I fully support legalizing marijuana. Not this halfway measure of like decriminalizing and whatever. Just, you know, take a stand for one issue that like progressives seem to care about right. in your big tent. It's just funny because like 
part of that to me is like also like I live in Washington, you live in Oregon, and we have Medicare right. for all in both states. And marijuana and marijuana is legal. And yeah, I mean, if you're poor, you can get on Medicare. Yes. Yeah, but that's not Medicare for all. It's like a it's a means tested program. Well, yeah, I get you're right. But I mean, if you <laughs> if you wanted to be on Medicare, you have to be able to. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's for Medicare that for people we have Medicare for people that don't have access right. to health care. So you're a low income. You can get affordable health care, health insurance. Right. And you're you in know? the and you're in the army. So I'm assuming you get it through them. Yeah. I get it through the military yeah. and it's very affordable. I mean, you still have like co-pays and all that. So whenever I go to the doctor, I still have to pay out of pocket. You know, it's, I'm in the same boat. And that's the kind of thing that like Bernie Sanders was proposing. It's like if I have I've, I pay monthly, right? And you pay monthly or you pay it through your employer, you know, and when you go to the doctor, it's like, oh, you have to give them money because your insurance isn't paying for that because you haven't met the deduction or the minimum. And that can be like $5,000. So you're only really paying for something catastrophic, not overall health, not like I want to get a checkup to make sure there's nothing wrong that's going to cost a lot of money later. The whole system's just kind of screwy and uh, we could do better. Absolutely. And I don't see a lot of hope about doing better looking at the debate tonight. Right. Between... I don't see I don't see us doing better, but I do see us getting worse on one side. <laughs> we could definitely get worse. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like and so this kind of whole this, that, and the other argument of like, you know, just because you don't like exactly what he's saying, it is yeah. it is going to get progressively worse if we don't get him out. That's right. my So we're point. just trying to we're just trying to stop the bleeding, right? We're just right. trying to like stabilize the patient. And if we had done this in 2016, it might be a whole different story. You know what I mean? We be. wouldn't be yeah. in this we wouldn't be in this position. We wouldn't Yeah. So anyways, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. She's just trying to live like 3 months longer. Right. Poor woman. I know. Although, yeah. What's stupid, what I freaking hate about the Republican Party is that they will take Justice Scalia's death as an opportunity to block Obama from choosing a Supreme Court justice, right? Based on some arbitrary rule they decided that they were following, right? And then be like, oh, that doesn't apply this time because of some like, you know, well, that then the Senate had the majority and this time, like the Republicans have the majority in the Senate. And therefore, because of that reason, we are going to confirm a justice as quickly as possible. And it's like, if you want to make up these rules, then keep stick to the rules, you know, and also the Democrats aren't going to try to like do anything about it because they're like, oh, well, this could benefit us potentially or not or some. I also think that Supreme Court's kind of like needs some reforming. Yeah, and I've seen some like legislation, like maybe eighteen years. Is that was what I read somewhere? Like a term limit. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, which I think is not a bad idea. She was there since nineteen ninety three, I believe, when she was nominated by mm -hmm. President Bill Clinton. She was the second female yeah. and first Jewish female justice of the Supreme Court, and she became the longest yeah. serving Jewish justice. After uh, Sandra Day O'Connor, she was the first female, mm -hmm. right? And then now we've had four females. And Trump, <laughs> well, he's like nominated a female, so. 
Too bad it's the wrong kind of female. Yeah. So I don't know if you saw any of the things <laughs> on, like, Justice Ginsburg watching her. McKinnon? Yes. Did her. Remember, she did the. You've been Ginsburg. Man, that's a hundred degree Ginsburg. <laughs> so she's watching her do that and just laughing at it. Like, I don't know if you saw any of that stuff. So I just like, you know, it was really cool to see her. She had a sense of humor about herself. She knew that yeah. she kind of was an icon to many, many people. There's been some to talk about how she might have been on the wrong side of history when it came to some of the Native people's cases, but that she did end up regretting those decisions and did end up saying, I should have thought about those longer and done differently, maybe. So, I mean, she just was someone that was held accountable. It's just so interesting to see somebody like that. And then what you're saying, where they're now going to replace her with this firebrand of anti-abortion, pro handmaid's tale bullshit woman. What I hate about the whole Supreme Court is that the president's choosing, right? And so it's kind of like the president's like long-term legacy and who they choose. So they're going to choose someone as young that's qualified that can get confirmed as possible to have the longest kind of term on the court. Right. It's a lifetime appointment. And it becomes sort of like a stupid political issue. Like, you have to vote for this candidate because the Supreme Court and the Republicans will be like, well, you have to vote for this candidate because of the Supreme Court. And it just becomes like a battle of who gets to pick the Supreme Court. And I think it should be, I was like, it should be like a a draft. Like if you're qualified to be on the Supreme Court, like you're a circuit court judge or whatever, or any kind of judge, you know, (laughs) at some point, once you reach the qualification, you have to sign up for this draft and you get chosen at random, kind of like jury duty to be on the Supreme Court for a period of X number of years. And that's just kind of like the commitment you make if you're going to be a judge at that level that you might have to be on the Supreme Court for a number of years. And it's not tied to whoever's the president. It's not tied to like a political party. It's just, you know, and they can it's ro- just how it is. They can rotate and it's and random. Out. I like that. Yeah. I know that in and the you, courts that I've been in, the judges rotate in and out into specialty courts. And you could do something like that too, where you're just like, okay, six months I'm going to hear about abortion. And then I'm going to go back to, Traffic court. I don't think it's quite that bad, but yeah. <laughs> divorce court. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. Dun, dun. That's more people's court. I think divorce court was yeah. a jazzier tune. Although I think Trump, if he wanted to pick a female, should have picked Judge Judy. You know, she's a TV. Yeah, but she can't. A, she, <laughs> reality she TV actually, judge. She came out against him, so I'm sure he wouldn't have, though. All right. Well, maybe Milian or whatever. I don't think. Milian. I'd take her, too. I don't think she's a conservative either. Who cares? It's reality TV. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it's also stupid. <gasps> well, what kind anyways, of we I just wanted to order honor Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Great woman. Good thing. I'm sad to see her go. Yeah. A very um, iconic American figure. So, you know, I was, I'm at Cooperativa PDX. Yes. And loving yes. every moment of it. Not at the airport. It's Excellent. just Cooperativa. And, um, it's been a lot of fun, but I don't know if you saw this last week. We had some Trump rallies going on, you know, where you're not. Oh, was it like the proud boy kind of where your Nazis come and say hi? Yeah, your, your neighborhood Nazis come. So come to downtown Portland where and I didn't I mean, I knew about it, but it was out at Delta Park. So I didn't think it was going to be coming into downtown Portland. 
So needless to say, I'm standing at the pizza counter doing my thing. I'm taking orders and, you know, we're getting da-da-da. And all of a sudden, my Anna, the main boss, is right beside me. And I'm like, oh, hi. And then the other, Lynette, another manager, and Megan, another, the grocery manager and chef, they're all up at my station. I'm like, what is going on? Like, did I fuck up? Like, at first I thought I was in trouble. I'm like, okay, well, it's nice working with y'all. Um, it's like when you walk into the principal's office yeah. and the vice principal's there too yeah, with your like, band teacher. What the fuck did I do? Uh-oh. So I go, I go to Anna, are you, is everything okay? She's like, yeah. And then I turn and I'm like, hi, I can help you. And then I look up and it's this guy. He's got a mask on, but he's got a Trump 2020 hat and an InfoWars t-shirt. And InfoWars is that one guy, Alex Jones, you know? Infowars.com. Get your plant-based diet food that'll last for 20 years. Infowars.com. Anyways, that's his kind of thing. So this guy is there. And I just looked and I was like, okay. I'm like, hey, what do you want? He ordered. His name was Tony. Hi, Tony. And then he walked away. And then he went outside because I said we call his name when when it's ready. It takes three to five minutes. So then I started calling Tony and I'm like, Tony, Tony. And I was like, well, maybe he just doesn't hear gay. Maybe that's his <laughs> maybe that's his <laughs> thing. And then he came back in. He didn't have his mask on this time. So you want to ask people that don't have their masks on. Hey, can you put your mask on? But also he's a Trump supporter. So you don't know how he feels, you know, where he's going to land on that. Also, it was real quick. Like he just came in and grabbed his pizza and left. So I'm just standing there. And then I made eye contact with him. And he didn't have a mask on. And he just had this look of, I can't describe it anywhere. I can't describe it anything but evil. Like it was just evil, pure, like Ew. gross, like I'm going to kill you kind of evil. And I'm just like, uh, and then I was like, I'm not walking to my car alone tonight. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm obviously nothing happened. There was no incident after it, but it was just crazy to feel that way. And it was weird because all these very strong women were surrounding me like mama bearing me. And I was just like, then in my head, I was also like, try something, motherfucker. I want to see you do something. <laughs> Cause I want to see, <laughs> cause one of them is this little lesbian chick. She's amazing. I love her, Megan. I just wanted to see him try. He didn't try anything and he left. There wasn't a big incident, but it was weird because we have the black lives matters <laughs> signs up in our windows. So he saw those as he was walking, by. you know what I mean? Like he had to have known, like, we're just gay heavy in that restaurant just because we are like lesbians in the kitchen, LGBT people up front. Joel and I are very like, uh, we do the pretty woman thing. This woman asked how much the sausage was the other day. And we wanted to, we wanted to be like pretty women where they're like, it's very expensive. <laughs> we don't, it's we funny don't think when you'll you... have anything in your size, but it was cute. So what? it just was weird that he came into that place and then to that space and, Thought he could be Trumpy. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because I go into more conservative spaces a lot, you know? When I'm traveling with the military, especially, we're in small towns Mm -hmm. where everyone's kind of a little bit more conservative. And so I'm not like, hey, I'm just going to be totally faggy and (laughs) (laughs) hang up some rainbows and, you know... But I'm also like, I just wish people respected each other's differences and different worldviews, you know? So do you think I should have not been scared or weirded out? I wasn't there for this um, interaction, you know? 
I would want to think that people weren't hostile or had bad vibes or bad like intentions, you know, but I don't know. So, so, in but that I, situation, yeah. if you were in that totally situation, maybe. I don't know, like you might benefit more to be able to be more mask acting <laughs> and you have had to yeah. probably in the military more than I have. And I never, there's never, I have never had to come out to people. Right. Yeah. No one's ever thought, oh, oh, Peter, how's your girlfriend? I never really got that. So, like, I think that you benefit from that, maybe that lens of seeing things. Also, you know, you're still queer. Yeah. I get it. But you can usually pass. If you needed to pass as straight, you probably could. I mean, we were just on the podcast last time with Henry, and he was like, you're not gay? And it's like, are you not straight? I just think if you're someone going into an environment that's not your normal environment you know like i'm trump supporter i'm going to like fucking downtown portland where everyone's gay and trans and everyone 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 everyone's non-binary and whatever yeah there's no straight people uh i believe having like a bone to pick about people that are different in a place that you don't normally go to is just silly to me and I don't want to think that people have bad intentions, but maybe they do. You know, I try to like I try to keep an open mind about other people that I encounter and other people that are more conservative or maybe support Trump or maybe, you know, I understand like they're coming from a different space. They've had a different upbringing. They have different lifestyle, you know, and I try not to like judge them on that necessarily. At least openly, you know, in my head, I'm like, gosh, you're backwards, you know, like, like some of this stuff would actually benefit you, but you're just too blind to see it, you know, but I'm, I try not to, I'm not going to go and shoot someone because they're conservative. I don't think they would have any qualms, not all of them, but those kind of proud boy people don't have qualms about enacting violence towards people that disagree with them. So I'm not saying that I would ever... I'm not a violent person by nature. I don't know how to shoot a gun. I don't know how to fight. That's not who I am. I try to I would try to do it with words or just not engage or I think or be just as just how I was. I was kind. I gave him food. I yeah. was like, did you want sea salt or peppers with that? That kind of thing. I just was very forthcoming. I think that had the tables been turned, however, and I went into which I have not put myself into this position very often anymore, but if I go into a conservative place. I am more scared because they are willing to get violent. They are trained in how to do those kinds of things. And they have shown over and over that they will do that. And it is not, it is not some abstract kind of, Oh, you know, I would never shoot anybody because they're conservative. I wouldn't because I don't know how to shoot anybody. And I wouldn't because that's not where my mind goes, but that is where a majority of those people's, and maybe that's me thinking they're deplorable. I get that, and that might be my own bias, but it's it's the truth bias, and it's based in a reality that I think I, as a queer person of color, have experienced and seen that maybe other mm-hmm. people haven't if they're not in the same yeah. boat as I am. And your and your own feelings of safety and comfort are very valid in that you know, and I can and I I totally understand where you're coming from. Like when I go into certain places, I'm that I'm. I feel like I'm unwelcomed in, you know, it can be a little bit awkward for me. 
And I'm like, oh, these people could just turn on me. You know, I have to put my trust that these people aren't going to murder me if they find <laughs> out that, you know, I'm not like some straight dude. Right. No, he can't. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Noah just made a point because I had said that. Ryan, maybe we can blend and maybe you can. I don't know. I think you can-ish. I don't know. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen you. I guess, yeah. You just are more of a, you're more of a, oh my gosh. You're more of a Roger from um, American Dad, right? Oh. Don't you see yourself like, <laughs> yeah. you're more of a, you're more of a sarcastic older gay man. In, yeah, but you've, sarcastic. You've always, I got a cocktail. You've and... always been the sarcastic elder. Even when you were 22, you were the sarcastic older gay man, kind of that voice, I think. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm very much your love. I'm like an aunt. I'm like a drunk aunt. Basically, I'm just I'm I'm all the way on the like the Andorra side of like life, like drunk and sequiny and tripping over my heel. You know what I mean? I've got a bow on and a big like long cigarette. Your child <laughs> your Charles Nelson Riley. I love it. That's so true. Clay. So how do you talk to your family and friends with opposing political? How do you do you speak to them? With opposing, I talked to my sister, who's a super Trump supporter, like hardcore Trump supporter. Do you talk about it? Yeah, and she's like, you know, like has her perspectives that I totally don't agree with and don't follow. And I'm like, I'm a total progressive Bernie Sanders guy, and she's like, I get it, you know, it's cool. Like we agree to disagree. I don't take it past that. Like my family, my mom is pretty libertarian kind of Republican, but also sort of not at the same time. Like, she wasn't a big fan of Trump. She wasn't a fan of Hillary at all. She was a fan of, like, Bill Clinton, but hated Obama. So who knows? My dad's a total li liberal, you know, so vote blue no matter who, I think. That's uh, why, you, you, know, so. why you and my dad would be, you, you and my dad, me and your dad would be so beautiful together, honestly, vote blue no matter who. Yeah. Do you ever think, could you ever see yourself not talking to someone because of politics? Middle of no. the road politics. I guess, I guess like both of us, if somebody was a Nazi, okay. if somebody was a Nazi, we both would probably say, you know what? Yeah. We're not going to do that. Thank you. But someone. I get more bothered by liberals than I do about conservatives. That's so weird. In certain respects. When people are like pulling this like voter shaming really fucking bothers me. When people are like, oh, you voted for a Jill Stein, like me, 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 you're, this is your fault Ruth Bader Ginsburg died and like, what, you know, it's like, part of the problem. okay, there are so many factors that play into who gets elected. People that voted for Jill Stein are the smallest of the factors, you know, like I put out a little pie graph. I made a pie graph and put it on Twitter, and it's like a sliver of green. That's your Jill Stein, a little like sliver of yellow. There's your Gary Johnson. A big sea of registered voters that didn't vote, that get off the hook because they didn't vote for the wrong person. I don't like people that proclaim like, oh, get out the vote. You have to vote. It's so important that you vote. And then if you don't vote for the right person, it's like, oh, well, you've just screwed America. Well done. This is all your fault. It gets annoying and it's counterproductive like i was telling someone that was doing this whole like oh protest vote jill stein blah 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 i was like you know what what would be more productive is going after those non-voters right 
the 40 million people or however many registered voters that didn't vote and be like, I get it. Joe Biden sucks and Trump sucks or Hillary sucks and Trump sucks or whatever. But don't even vote for the president. Vote for your Congress people. Vote for your local elections. Like there are other people on the ballot that aren't terrible people that really have an impact in your life. Leave the president slot blank. Who cares? You know, like just go and vote and then let them make their own decision. The ballot box or on their mail-in ballot, which is way more ideal. And don't worry about who people are voting for. Just worry that they are voting. So what, like, it's just the the liberals being, like, shaming and being, like, you know, like, um, concern trolling and all this. There's so That's kind of bothers me more than people voting for Trump or being just Republicans. Which is so interesting. We're all supposed to be on the same team. Anyway, sorry. No, it's okay. Get all worked up. I get worked up. I know you do. And I think it's interesting that you get worked up about that. I think probably for me, it is people like that who have that opinion. I feel like it comes from a real, and this is going to be a trigger word probably, but it comes from a real sense of privilege where you can yeah, give, give a vote to someone like Jill Stein, who I do not know enough about to talk about in depth or debate her merits or not. To give that right. vote to not someone who wasn't Hillary Clinton last time and then see what we knew what Trump was. We knew what he mm-hmm. was going to become. Even if it is that right. little green sliver of whatever, even that little green sliver is very, very vocal. So just because it's, okay. it's a Yeah, okay. I get but I'm just gonna finish. I get what I'm you're just saying. Gonna finish. But I'm just gonna finish. Pete, I'm just gonna finish. Okay, finish. Thanks. I'll let you finish. Thanks. You let me finish. I, I'll, let, I let I'll just lay here and you can finish. <laughs> just like always. Just Peter. like always. So that little sliver of green is so vocal that I think they do influence the rest of the red that doesn't vote because they do kind of promote this uh, dialogue of, well, it doesn't matter because they're both horrible people and they both wanna, you know, do whatever, go to war and or pro war hawks or whatever they they say and they say all this stuff and they get out there and they're very vocal and they're not necessarily tethered to a reality that people of color have been living with queer people of color have been living with native americans have been living with and they don't have if they really were in working in the best interests of those marginalized people mm-hmm. they would have listen to the majority of those marginalized people. That does not mean that there aren't people who are marginalized that weren't for Jill Stein or weren't for Bernie Sanders because there were and there are and there will be. It just means like coming from that point of view where you go, where you hold so tightly to the fact, it just, it just isn't the same. They're not the same. Donald Trump yeah. and Hillary Clinton were never the same on issues that matter to me on issues that right. I felt and that's issues that matter to you to, right yeah but what the, what that happens that's about civil rights civil liberties about things that are important to mm-hmm. a marginalized citizen and to have right. other people be like well but I really want whatever it is x y and z it just kind of diminishes what democrats and liberals are trying to get. So I don't, I don't believe in voter shaming as much as I used to, because I don't think it's productive, right? I don't think it's, I don't think it's anything that, you know, shame is horrible across the board. And I don't think it's productive or teaches anybody anything or helps move the 
course alone. I think talking to people and being like, you know, when you vote for Jill Stein, here's what it means to me. Maybe as a trans black person, I'm telling you this. Okay, I'm going to listen and take it in. And maybe this time I like listen to other voices besides my own kind of rigid. Because when you get rigid on anything, it just becomes uh, silly. And I understand what you're saying, where you're coming from, but people have different priorities for voting, you know, like, and people that think like, we're always voting for the short term solution for this one specific problem. Like we're talking about, we're talking about like, oh, well, you have to vote for candidate X because of immigrants. Think about immigrants. And some people look at a bigger picture and think like, the Democrats don't really do much for immigrants either. They might not be as egregious. It might not be as bad. But at the end of the day, you're just kind of like, it's the lesser of two evil-ism that is a problem in politics. And a lot of people think in terms of maybe like uh, who's controlling politicians, who's controlling politics. And like the little victories you eke out on either side really like are are tampered by the fact that Jeff Bezos has $200 billion and the rest of us have to like live off scraps, you know, and not that, and a lot of people see is that's not going to change under a Democrat or a Republican, like centrist candidate. And it's an economic issue that, you know, affects people of color as well, or people of LGBTQ people as well, or, you know, so it's a different priorities. It's different ways of looking at problems and solutions. And I get how it's like, if Trump gets reelected, that's bad for this group of people and this group of people. And a lot of people look at, well, if Biden gets elected, then it's equally bad for these, this group of people and this group of people. Like a lot of things don't change. So it's just a matter of whether you're voting on policy or voting on at the end of the day, just let people vote how they want to vote. May the candidates actually go out and earn votes. You know, if Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden wanted to win, they can go out and earn votes instead of shaming people into voting for them. I don't think or, either of them have ever shamed anyone into voting for them. Maybe they're well, maybe not they're specifically, maybe they're but, people have. But when you when you have Joe Biden who could come out tonight on the debate and be like, I support the legalization of marijuana, you know, roll your eyes, but like that rolled gets my whole people's head. attention. I rolled my whole head. You rolled your whole head and I don't care about marijuana. Like I don't smoke marijuana, but I know a lot of people do and it's legal in Portland. So it's convenient for people that live in Oregon or Colorado or whatever, but there are people of color that are in jail for marijuana offenses, you know? And I know he wants to, like, do some half measure of, like, decriminalizing and blah, blah. Just, like, come out and say you legalize it. Get people excited about it. Earn those voters. Get those voters in, you know? It doesn't have to be like, well, Trump's the worst thing ever, and if you vote for third party, then you're a loser. You have to vote for Joe Biden because of Trump and because of this and that. And it's like... But it can be. Biden it, wants to get it can voters, be that then he can go and earn for votes. For certain people, right, right. It can be that for certain people. Great. Really? Have you not been smoking? Yeah. I have not smoked. I am so proud of you. Almost a month. Noah said that if you didn't smoke, he would give you a kiss. Oh. Uh, uh, uh. Not true. Not even remotely oh. true. Damn it. I know. 
So what I've done, Peter. Yes. It's illegal. Yeah, I do outrank him. Uh, I've, so I think that that's, that's a lawsuit. It is. I'm 17. We're, we're, we're walking on thin ice right now. No, 17 in Oregon is fine. Noah, you're fine. Go ahead. <laughs> so when you quit smoking, right? Mm. You've quit smoking before. I have. What? Yes. Yeah. I only like to smoke when I drank, so I don't have any desire. Which was all the time, so. Uh, that is fucking true. No, I'm just kidding. Not all okay. the time. <laughs> Not all the time. I had to work sometimes. No, oh, no, you're right. I'll, okay, go ahead. All right, so. What you think? You know, it affects your brain chemistry, right? Mm. Your brain's used to getting this, like, receptors and nicotine. And if you are um, a regular smoker, and after an hour or two, Without smoking, your brain starts to be like, hmm, some nicotine now, you know? Hmm. It's like, I'm not going to let you concentrate. I'm not going to let you focus. I'm going to make you really kind of cranky until you satisfy that need right. in your brain, right? And the nicotine, you smoke a cigarette, and you're like, all right, cool, I'm fine. And so it's the hardest thing is having that lack of focus, that lack of, you know, your brain's just kind of like a little mushy. So I've taken up running instead. Really? It's like a running. Yeah. And that kind of focuses my brain in the morning and gets me like kind of centered. And I think it's healthy too. So I, I go heard. run two miles every morning. That is so cool. You are going to be one of those old men that have that like a spindly, like not spindly, but in shape. You know what I mean? Those guys that are like, yeah, I'm 60, thin, thin and 60 and like, I just ran a marathon. And I'm going to be... A, I'm not running a marathon. And I'll be in my jazzy scooter being like, get out of my way. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, Ryan. It'll be more fun. It's kind of a midlife crisis thing, maybe. I'm doing some stuff. I'm just trying to like... I kind of felt like I was going to die. You know? I was like, this isn't healthy. Like, I'm just... I sit at work, yeah. you know? And that kind of sucks to just sit at work and be like, I'm not moving. I'm not getting fat, but I'm getting like, you know, a little tummy and all this stuff I did never have. You know, yeah. It feels good. It's nice to be able to breathe. You were yeah. feeling like, That's good. yeah, just crummy, like a vote for Jill Stein kind of crummy. I was feeling done in. I couldn't win. So because I feel so guilty about voting for Jill Stein oh in the last election, I will be voting, I'll be writing in oh, Hillary Clinton in 2020. I saw that as your joke on your... Well, I know. That wasn't a joke. No, I know. You, I know you don't know how to write humor. I got that. I get that. Just don't look at my Twitter. Just avoid it. <laughs> I try to, but then it's on my thing. I can't unsubscribe. Just block me. <laughs> I'll, do you want me to block you? I'll make it easy. No, don't block me. It's it's nice to have so we can talk about. So I know what you're thinking when I come into these podcasts. Some of your stuff is funny. Yeah, you're grimacing. It's not. No, funny. you have a lot of funny stuff. You've been mentioned by people that are like uh, Cher, didn't Cher or somebody? I don't remember. Who retreated you? Susan Sarandon did. Susan Sarandon, that was it. And she uh, is a voice of reason, if, I, yeah. if there ever was one. She got a fight with so Deborah Messing. Go. Oh, yeah. Drama. I know, right? Kids can scratch. That was fun. It's a garbage dumpster fire for websites, but you know. So do you the American political system's a garbage dumpster fire, so yes. it's kind of appropriate. So you've said. Um, do you mm-hmm. think SNL's going to have fun this week? I think they come back this weekend. Do they? Yeah. Something like I that. Guess. Oh, um, who's playing Joe Biden? It was They were outsourcing that to... I thought Jim Carrey. An actor. 
Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey. Yeah, I think so. That's my thought. So, so Ryan. So Peter. So Ryan. Um, I yes. just wanted to mention we have some things coming up in the new year and coming up for Fertile Ground, which has been done oh, in yeah. Portland for many years. I don't know. I think we've talked about a little bit. Like, I've done a couple, and you, we probably did some at the old, uh, old theater. theater. But it's coming up, and I believe this year it's all online. Oh. Which should be interesting. I'll be happy when... You can go to the theater. Oh, yes. Or you can be around other people in person. Well, if you just elected Hillary Clinton, we wouldn't be in this position. Yeah. We would be having brunch. (laughs) Um, There were no problems. This this country had no problems problems when Obama was president. If you had just done your job and voted for the right person, but you had to write in Jill Stein. And so it is well be a free virtual show running from January 28th. February 2021, February 7th, 2021. And so it looks like it's going to be free this year, which is interesting because I think that's how some of those, especially the Portland area theater lines made some of their money every year. It's going to be interesting too, to see how people make their money this year with when it comes to like charities and auctions and stuff we used to do. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of the venues relied on it for you know their money too yeah so and so i'm i'm wondering how you know you have your like little um what's that theaters like the back door theater something box theater it's the one by on hawthorne shoebox no shoebox black box theaters yeah you know just little theaters around town yeah yeah yeah. oh like the one we did uh yeah that one closed and uh yeah, that one did. I think we're as as long as we're as vague as possible, it's it's great for for radio for what we're doing. But what do you got? The Headwaters Theater, the uh, Backdoor Theater is the one on that's behind like a coffee shop on Hawthorne. The Shoebox Theater, the Steep and Thorny Something to Heaven, Hipbone Studios, that Warehouse one that I forget the name is. Where's the one we did that Christmas uh, show in? That's the one over in Northwest. Oh, the Coho yeah, Theater. Yeah, Coho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, the fire, other firehouse theater that was the uh, Portland mm. Actors Academy something. It was down like by my old house on Montgomery. Yeah, no, I, I went there a couple times. Yeah. Aren't you glad we didn't invest in a theater, Ryan? I know, we right? We thought about what it. Is, we thought is, about it. I would say about I know. Two, a year we, uh, ago to the day. Well, maybe a little. Dodged a bullet there. We really did. <laughs> And then everybody started doing podcasts, fuckers. Anyhow, Hillary Clinton has a podcast. I know. How come Jill Stein? You're excited for that. I'm not. Yes, Queen. Hillary. The Yes Queen. Hillary is old. Podcast. I still love her, but you know, what are you going to do? I'm still going to vote for her in November. Such a piece. Can't talk me out of this. Piece of shit. Um, I don't really have anything else. I'm just trying to be a better person, and. you're trying to be a better person. I'm glad about your new job and you sound very happy and you sound like it's a, a fulfilling way to spend your time and energy. Endeavor, it is. And I, and this is too. Get paid. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> I love you. Thank you, everybody listening. We love you. Thank you, Noah. Hopefully everyone survived the debate. I'm sure there'll be more. I, I'm sure there'll be more. Are they doing awful. more? I thought they were only going to do one. <laughs> 
I thought they were doing three. Jesus I have no Christ, idea. We can't do this again. It's too like much. somebody just say no. Like we know who's going to be convinced by a debate at this point. Everybody who doesn't like. I'm on the fence. Everybody I'm who like, doesn't Trump like Trump or Biden. Yeah. I don't know which one. Everybody who doesn't is going to say Trump tonight. Okay, I can predict. Trump tonight was forceful and masterful and commanded the stage and Biden was a wimp or Biden was articulate and had good arguments and Trump was a bully and wouldn't let him finish and didn't have any plans. Those are the two things. And there's no. Yeah. It's not Biden stayed awake. Uh, Trump didn't kill anyone. Yeah. Yeah. There. (laughs) We're good. Bar's been set. I think that all, right, all well, Joe it's... had to do was stay awake and get that. Stuff. Yeah. So long for well. Bye. Start Everyone with... have a great week. We'll be back in two weeks. Two weeks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>